Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is a multiple-time guest on the show. We've got Jordan Shelton, founder at Cave Social. Jordan, great to have you back on the show. Man, good to be back. Always uh, always a pleasure to come on and, uh, and chop it up. Aside from just enjoying jamming with you in general, uh, you recently completed Andy Frisella's 75 hard mental toughness program. And this is something that I also went through myself. It's something that I have talked about numerous times on the podcast, sharing my journey, but it made me feel very proud for you to go through it because I know what it takes to go through a mental toughness challenge like that. So what I wanted to do was talk about a few things, mental toughness, high performance, and the mindset that it takes to succeed. And what we're going to do is sort of talk about your 75 hard journey. But in the process, we will talk about marketing and content and success lessons, because a lot of the things that we do in the name of high performance isn't just because we want to do it just for personal development. It's because it is going to bleed to all other areas of our life. Well, 100%. Um, yeah, I'm down to, to jump to, to jump right in. I actually did it with my girlfriend, so it was good to have Good to have a partner in on that uh, that challenge. Also, weirdly, I think being in quarantine helped a little bit because it gave a nice sense of purpose every single day of like, hey, these are these, you know, eight things that I have to tick off. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, uh, I can't sing enough praises about the program. That's for sure. So let's start with this. Why did you want to do it? You know, I think it was... Uh, a combination of you, you probably the first little bit of quarantine, I was not a high performer. I was, you know, I was doing stuff working and what have you, but with regards to like diet in particular, um, mood, just all, being bombarded with media messages that I didn't think were very positive. So my girlfriend actually said, she's like, we got to do something. We got to get a change. And I said, yep, you're right. Like let's lock and load. Um, I know I can do this. Like let's if, it comes down to this, like if, if you want to be world-class, be world-class. And this program to me just screamed, Hey, this is what a world-class performer would do. So time to lock it in and become that. So I love the way that you framed that because I completely agree. And I always look at the world of sports. Uh, we love to idolize our athletes, the best of the best of the world, but we're also very quick to rush to judgment. And I've always been like, well, why is it that when we see this elite performance that we don't allow any of that to rub off on ourselves? Like if they're doing such an amazing job at the things that they do, why would we not want to be our own ath business athletes, I guess, as they can say, um, I love what you talked about with the sense of purpose, because I think with everything that's going on in the world right now, there's a loss of purpose in the world because oftentimes uncertainty leads to inaction. And when you have inaction, you lose your purpose. You're not sure why you're doing what you're doing every single day. But I can tell you when you're doing 75 hard, the second you wake up, you are on 75 hard because it is a mental toughness program 
that has no room for error or compromise. By design, you have to do these eight things for 75 straight days. You eat one M&M, you go back to zero. And it is through the cultivation of this extreme discipline that you find your purpose in life or in, in the current moment. Yeah. And I just to speak to it too, right? Like, so 75 hard and part of it, um, my opinion is it's hard for like the first five days. And then it's just, this is how you live now. Um, and a lot of that still has gone forward where the cost too. So the cost of cheating on anything when you're not invested in it. So one day into 75 hard, the cost of eating at M&M is only a one is only one day. So ah, I can start tomorrow. Ah, three, four days. Ah, I can restart. If you're 33 days into something, you know the cost at that 33 days. There's no way in hell you would have had me eating an M&M. So um, it, it, it wasn't even a choice. Things were not even a choice. I would say probably after six, seven days in, I had my little paper up on my wall and said, just checking things off. You know, oh, hey, this is what I do now. I wake up um, and, you know, it says two 45-minute workouts. One of the things I learned throughout this whole thing is walking. Going for an hour walk is like the most underrated workout of all time. <laughs> um, and and just doing that every single day. And then you see, you know, all of the benefits that come from not only being outside, but then weight loss. Um, a lot that comes from it. And then two, uh, the other thing I'll say is that it, I reframed it as it's not a challenge. It's something that's helping me progress. So things like reading the 10 pages every day, this is like, that became addicting. I was right. I was reading more than that. Um, I actually added in another, about 30 days in, I said, I can do more. And I actually added, you know, I need to practice language, practice speaking Spanish every day as well. Um, so it just became like something like, okay, this is how I live now, um, which was a, a very interesting experience for sure. There's going to be so many things that you say that are going to allow us to spider web to things because you nailed one of the biggest things that you learned from this. I can do more, whether we're talking about reading or a 45 minute workout indoor and 45 minute workout outdoor all of a sudden. And you're right. For me, it was actually the first 11 days. And I remember day 11 for me was the hardest day in that journey up to that point because you're really overcoming your bitch voice that says you can't do this. Oh, I can't work out twice a day for 11 days straight because I need rest. And I know that people say you want to have a rest day when you work out and you're creating all these self-limiting beliefs. But then when you accomplish all of this, you're like, well, wait a second. I can do more. And once you've realized that you always have more left in the tank, and I, of course, think to what David Goggins says in his book, he's like, when you think that you've hit your limit, you're only hitting 40% and you still have 60% more there. And it's something that I've always learned through this 75 hard and live hard journey is that I can always do more. When I don't feel like doing something, I can do it. I'm just choosing to allow the bitch voice side of me to be the louder of the two. And it gets rid of that voice. 100%. I also think there's like limiting scripts that we all have, right? Um, I'm not good at math. I don't, I don't look at investments. I don't do that type of thing. I can't, I'm not a fitness person. Um, and when you set the table with this script that's running in your head, you're setting yourself up for that, you know, for those outcomes. So if you turn it to, I am a healthy person, right? Like not like, oh, I'm doing, I'm going to be eat healthy today. Like, no, I'm a healthy person or yeah, I, 
I, I create great, you know, marketing material and just flipping something in on, on your brain to really attack those scripts. And when you feel those scripts coming in, right, I've never been able to do this. I haven't been that performer, whatever you're telling yourself, um, you know, it's not only silencing that, you know, that, that voice of, I can't do this or I'm tired or what have you, but it's also reframing. I think those scripts we tell ourselves, um, because one thing I've noticed is like motivation is very fleeting. Everybody is motivated for their first two days on anything. And you really have to shift from uh, a sense of motivation to a sense of duty. So once things become a sense of duty, you're, you just get them done and you start to act like that. You start to behave like that. Uh, and, and then you start to see the results on the back end. And I would like to say that what you're talking about with the language is something that I've become extremely cognizant of and really um, a student of the game of language. And if you want to know more about this, uh, look into the power of I am creating I am statements, because for me, it's actually part of my morning boot sequence that I learned in doing 75 hard in the live hard program. So I would be doing my outdoor workout. I'd be doing a 45 minute workout and I would have my water bottle with me and I would read my affirmations and visualizations and I am in this series of I am statements of who I am today and who I am going to be in the future. And the next thing I want to talk about and is actually something that uh, you mentioned and we've also talked about it in this is the illusion of choice. Can you expand a little bit more upon this? Because I believe it's something that I've certainly experienced, but it really gets heightened when you go through a program like this. Yeah. So this is the, the illusion of choice is like to think that every single day we have to make a choice between like, oh, do I have a beer or not? And that we're going to be faced with this choice. Once you decide to do this, it's no longer a choice. It's just who you are and who you become the same way. Um, I don't, I, I almost, I don't decide to brush my teeth every morning. I wake up, I do it. I don't, you know, I decide to wait until the traffic has stopped before I cross the road. Uh, you just start to get it into your inner being and really a removing choice. There is no choice. This is my duty. This is what I do now. I live this lifestyle. Um, and it, like I said, it was about, you know, four or five days in or what have you, where I didn't feel like I was making choices anymore. This is, I woke up, went for a walk. Okay. I eat healthy. I don't have any, you know, no sugar. Cool. I just sugar something. I don't even, I don't even decide between sugar and not because it's not there. I don't, I don't eat it. It's just, and reframing how I spoke to myself, the illusion of choice, which uh, if you're interested in a book on this, I would check out, uh, it takes what it takes um, or it takes whatever it takes. I forget the, it the takes author. what it takes. Uh, Trevor Moad. Yes. Trevor right? Moad. Yeah. And uh, you know, he dives really deep into this, but you know, I, that was actually one of the books I read throughout it. So um, I think that helped in just like ingesting a lot of the positive, uh, positive media as well. So I made an effort to shut out, you know, national news and um, sad music, that type of stuff. Because once you start diving in and realize how that can affect your psyche, just to, you know, I'm kind of segueing here, but you realize how that can affect you. You start to go, oh, okay, I need to have positive inputs. And you start to realize what serves you in life and what does not serve you in life. So whether we're talking about social media in the news, 
all the way to sugar or having a crappy mindset. All of a sudden, you're like, well, I'm not going to be eating any sugar for 75 days. So, well, I'm just not going to buy it. So I'm going to take that off the table. And then you're building this amazing mindset. So you're reading great books and you're feeling great and your relationships are great and you're looking great. So you're like, well, why in the world would I watch the news where all of a sudden I'm bringing a negative input when by design, my entire life right now is structured to have growth and momentum and positivity. So you really start to become a lot more intentional about auditing everything that's going on in your life because you know what you want and where you're going. And if something doesn't serve you, it no longer has a purpose. Well, 100%. And it comes down to things like, look, okay, I have this right here, right? Now, by me having it next to me, I'm giving myself the opportunity for a distraction, right? But if I throw it away, now I have to get up go to the other, go actually grab it. And you start to do things like this. Like I would put my phone in the other room. Okay. It's not even now I have to, the amount of mental energy for me to go and get the phone, then get onto Twitter, get into political Twitter and get mad about something. And then I realized I'm getting like, you know, emotions and anger based off tweets. And I'm like, okay, this is not good. Um, not good for my psyche, not good for the person I want to be. So really controlling those inputs from a mental side and physical side, I think uh, really just was, you know, fuel for the progression really that I experienced throughout the whole thing. So one thing I want to talk about, and this relates to high performance is our relationship to time. And you even did an Instagram post about this recently and we always hear excuses for why we can't. I don't have enough time to work out. I don't have enough time to create a podcast. I don't have enough time for social media. I don't have enough time to hang out with my family. Insert whatever it is. Time is one of the biggest excuses we get everywhere we go in life. And it's actually one of the reasons why people don't do 75 hard. Because they say, Rob and Jordan, I have so much going on. My life is different than yours. I just don't have enough time to do this. But guess what 75 hard does? It really forces you to reevaluate your relationship, reevaluate your relationship with time. And guess what you end up learning? You do more and then you start to realize, holy crap, I have so much more time available to me because you're so accountable to your time because your time is so valuable because of the number of things that you're stacking and you want to accomplish. And then you start building that momentum and you're like, well, let me just keep on doing more and more and more. Like you said, it's just, I can do more. And now your relationship with time completely gets shattered. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of that too comes from recognizing that, uh, so a lot of the fear about time is thinking about that mental effort it takes to set up and do something once, which it does. But once you create a system and you automate things, the mental stress that comes on your life in those aspects, it's like non-existent. So for instance, I have a Spanish teacher that I just went and I said, okay, great. I'm going to book my lessons eight at a time. And so now I just, oh, my clock says mm, in five minutes, you have Spanish lesson. Awesome. I don't got to think. I just log in. It's done. Um, you know, I look at certain uh, certain things in my life and business and it's like, okay, just creating automation flows. I have investments. Any, every investment I do, I don't even think about it. It's all done. It's automated. And now it's not a pain point. So I can actually put my mental energy and my time towards other things because I've focused on building the systems that, you know, really 
remove a lot of those, you know, decisions um, that I would have had to make if I had to sit there and every time I got paid, go and invested and do all these things. It's like, that's time, that's decisions. So really looking at things in my life that I could streamline uh, helped a lot as well. And now you can start to say, well, wait a second. What if I start stacking good things in my life that become just automatic, like reading? So for me, I've read 25 to 30 minutes every single day for the last seven years. Why? It's the first thing that I do. When I wake up in the morning, I'm not like, oh my God, I got to read again. It's like, no, this is something I do automatically. Why? Because I want to get smarter. I want to um, make sure that I continue to invest in myself to continue to level up. And then you're like, huh, that only took me 25 minutes to read. Well, what's something else that I could do without thinking? You're like, well, how about you meditate for five minutes? You're like, oh, well, all right, I can, I can do that. And then it's like, hey, have you ever thought about journaling? You're like, I have. Well, why don't you do that for 10 minutes? And the next thing you know, you just start stacking these habits. So for me, the first two hours of my morning and my day, I'm not even thinking I'm executing these positive high performance habits that people talk about. Oh, we don't have enough time to do. Well, if something's important enough, when's the best time to do it early in the morning? Why? Because there's no longer an excuse for why you will not do it. 100%. I also think that you can find ways to, uh, you know, mix performance with, with pleasure too. So like, I like call of duty. I like playing FIFA. I like these video games, but what I do is if I'm going to play, I'm on the exercise bike while playing, even just going. So next thing I know, I'm like, okay, well, I got an hour on the bike and I, I like watch the TV show or whatever. And for me, it's just a way to compartmentalize and be like, well, I don't feel like I was melting into the couch that entire time. And, you know, I'm not, and, and it's just a way for me to like stack certain things and, you know, in, especially with, the pandemic and everything. One of the first things I got was that exercise bike. And yeah, I don't know, things like that. I, Cause I think there's this also for people who are seeing this and are like, Oh, it's like bro science. And it's like this David Gaga Navy seals type thing. And it's super intense all the time. Like I think high performance is branded like that. And there are parts of it that are intense, but I really think it's about consistently showing up and finding ways to do things at your own speed that lead to your own high performance and things like, Hey, incorporating if meditation is something you want to put in your day, um, cooking your own food, like th these, the definition of high performance needs to be separate to each individual on how they want to perform and what things they want to do at a high level and what habits correlate with that. Um, cause I don't think it has to be as intimidating, uh, you know, a as it sometimes is marketed to be. I would agree 100% and here's how I would frame it based on how I do it. It's actually about the micro. I like to break it down smaller than I do larger. All that high performance is, is a series of stacking things where I'm intentional about each single one. So by reading in the morning, that doesn't mean that I'm thinking about the 30 other things that I'm doing. I'm doing one thing that is in front of me. Boom, I am reading. Or if I'm doing my business development, boom, I'm doing my business development. It is the consistency in the repeated action that allows us to be higher performers because we stack one thing after another, after another, after another that we're intentional about. I think, and this also goes back to what you talk about with systems and processes. So often 
when you have uncertainty, like I said, it leads to inaction. You put the right system in place. Cool. How do you put a system in place? Let's start at one. Cool. I want to do this one thing. Well, what's the next thing you want to do? I want to do this next thing. Next thing you know, you've stacked all of these things. And that's how consistency and high performance happens. It's not this button that you push or all of a sudden we run at 5,000% when everybody else doesn't. No, we're just consistently doing the things every single day on a micro nature that we need to do in order to succeed and get better. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Um, and I think a lot of that comes to being present in the things you're doing. So um, something I've really tried to do is avoid context switching. So I'm in this, you know, a place where I have my own business and I'm able to go, okay, you know, Mondays are for social media and meetings. And then Tuesday is kind of my operational day. Uh, and then I'm like, Wednesdays, I focus on SEO. Thursdays is like business development. Um, obviously the, those days bleed into each other and those tasks bleed into each other, but it, at least having my focal point and focus on I'm doing this today, or like what you said, when you wake up and you're reading, you're reading, you're not on your phone and reading, right? So really looking, or if I'm going for a run, you know, one of the things I did through this, and this is just kind of it, it, the performance wheel kind of gets turning. And I went from, Oh, I'm going to work out twice a day to, I think halfway through the second month of this, I like I ran a half marathon, right? And it's like, well, because you're running all day. And I said, great, well, now I'm going to do this. This is a challenge. But when you're doing something like that, like you need to be mentally there the entire time. So I think it comes down to really being mentally checked in with whatever you're doing, whether that's reading a page of a book, cooking, I mean, going for a walk or running a half marathon, whatever it is, it's just really being being there. Um, you know, 100% or as, or as high a percentage as you can be. Yeah. And I think if we transfer that over to the marketing and content and social media world, what can you do to create one great post? Just focus on this single post right there, because so often right now, I believe people lack intention. It's very similar to the people lacking purpose, but they're just not intentional about their inputs and their actions in the thing, because any of us can create one social media post correctly. Yeah, of course we can do that. Cool. Can you do that for a week? Well, yeah. Well, how in the world do you make it for a week? Well, get that right system and process in place to make it easier on yourself to execute. And it's something that I wish people could just be slightly more intentional. And that's the thing is high performance is about a growth mindset of always getting better. It doesn't mean you go from zero to the top of the mountain overnight. It just says, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to not eat that candy bar today. Well, that's a slight improvement. And the next day you're like, well, maybe I'll, work, I'll do one extra rep at the gym. And these little micro improvements stacked over time when doing intentionally, that's how you get better. Yeah. And it kind of speaks to like what James Clear talks about, right? Where, look, you go to Taco Bell. Uh, there's nothing wrong with going to Taco Bell once. The problem is, is when you go to Taco Bell twice, now you're starting to build that habit. And then you're three times, four times, and then you're at, and like that becomes the issue where I think understanding high performers is like, okay, really looking at the habits you build. And like you said, stacking them, but stacking the positive ones. And then when negative, you know, negative, or you treat yourself or, you know, you have some beers with your friends. Okay, cool. That's fine. Like life, parts of life should be enjoyed. Right. And you go to hit a Taco Bell, like whatever, this is like, this is real life, but don't make it beers and Taco Bells two days in a row and three days in a row. And cause then you start to build those negative habits and the correlation 
you know, downward between like what you're putting in your mind, what you're putting in your body, and then your outward, um, you know, performance is just, it's, it's massive. There's no other way to put it. And what Andy Frisella likes to say is this isn't about deprivation. This is about lifestyle. One of the big takeaways for me was this became a lifestyle. It didn't mean that every single thing I did with 75 hard in the live hard program, I kept doing, but I picked and choose the ones that served me and said like the water, the workouts, the reading, um, a lot of the things uh, I continued to do afterwards. Why? Because I liked that as part of my lifestyle. The ones like uh, I take a cold shower for uh, 15 seconds every single day. Later on in the Live Hard program, that number is five minutes. I did not continue to do a five-minute cold shower, but I continue to do a 15-second part of it. Why? Because I wanted to work on my courage and doing something uncomfortable. And that's how I think you really need to think about these things. And I believe it's good to experiment and open up your eyes to new opportunities and ways of doing things because how do you have a lack of purpose? Well, it's when you're going through the same thing every day like Groundhog Day. Well, 75 days, as Andy said, is a small price to pay to change your life forever. And we can, any of us can do something for 75 days because Jordan and myself are both proof of that. So I'm always looking for opportunities to say, huh, what's something that I can do? Like uh, a month ago, I fasted for 16 hours for a day because there was a, a program I was doing was like, hey, everyone's going to do this. Do you interested? I'm like, well, I'm not really interested in doing it, but I'll try it. Why? Who knows? You never I, know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to, right, is um, looking at those new ways to to grow and to create those lifestyle things and looking at what you want to keep right in your I like what you said that about like certain things I finish and I'm like I'm not taking a photo every day anymore like that's I knew like I'm like all right that's getting shelved um but now I still have my list so the way I have it now is I have my list printed out and it's I'm ticking off like how many do I complete so I can look back over the course of 30 days and go okay you know how many days had healthy food in them um and understanding that this is the lifestyle that I want to, you know, really go after. I think too, you said something there that on the outside can be viewed um, like 75 days to change your life. It sounds corny, but it's so true. And my girlfriend and I both came out of it. We're just like, this is actually like, we didn't know we needed this until we were done. And it's like, oh, this changed perspective on everything, especially amidst, you know, being in a lockdown in LA, it's, um, yeah, it, I mean, it sounds corny, but it's true. Like it's, uh, I, I would highly recommend it to anybody. And it's why when looking back at this period of our life, the majority of the world makes the memes about 2020 sucking and this is the worst time we're ever going to live. And I'm going to look back at this and say, this year absolutely defined me. I was mentally tougher. I grew. Um, I became a better person. And certainly because we were doing this during a pandemic. So when the rest of the world was contracting and was negative and was telling us why things aren't going to happen, we're sitting there being purpose-driven saying, all right, well, I see what's going on right there, but I'm going to use this as an opportunity to grow. And I agree with you that... Um, I had to convince myself 
that I needed to do this because I didn't want to do it. It's no one wakes up or this way. I did not wake up when I heard about 75 hard for the first time and was like, boom, sign me up for that. And it was actually the complete opposite. I saw it and I was like, I'm not interested in that. Why? It's about to be summertime in Chicago. I enjoy kicking it with my friends. I enjoy drinking beers at Cubs games. I created all of the excuses for why I did not want to do it. But then Jordan, and I'm sure you'll relate to this as a business owner and entrepreneur who is all in on my dreams in my life. I was like, wait a second. How can I be all in on being the best version of myself in this thing that is sitting right in front of me from one of my mentors who said, this will change your life in 75 days if you'll do it. You're telling me I'm not willing to do that. And I saw that as a weakness in myself. I was like, listen, if I truly believe I am as great as I know I am, then this is something that I need to do. If you want to be world-class, be world-class. It's just what it comes down to. Um, and, and that's a, that, that really is the, the mindset of the whole thing, right? And I, I think that, um, like you said, you have those scripts, right? Oh, it's Chicago. Oh, it's summertime. Oh, I'll do it some other time in the year or whatever it may be. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, taking this. So one, I just want to preface, I don't want to discount, like 2020 has been very hard for a lot of people, especially if you've been directly affected by the pandemic and lost someone like that is not, you know, all my motivational words in the world can go out the window if you lost a loved one. So my thoughts, you know, like that is a reality that, um, you know, is there. Now, that being said, a lot of people I've spoken to who don't have not been directly affected have said that this has been uh, a very good time for their businesses and for their personal development. They're just not out on social media putting it out there. But, um, you know, when I posted the 75 hard and posted the results, I probably had like 25 people reach out to me saying like, Hey, also like I've done, you know, I've lost weight. I've read this many books. I've done this. I've built the e-com business. Um, and they're just doing it in the messages. They're not putting it out into the world. Uh, so yeah, it's just something that, you know, I've seen kind of behind the scenes manifesting itself that I found really interesting. No, I like that. And I completely agree with you. And and I'm someone who leads by example. I like to bring people like you on to share your journey because you talked about motivation. I like to think about it in terms of inspiration. My default is motivated. Like when we, when you and I talk, Jordan, I'm not saying, Hey, Jordan, what's your motivation? Like that's a given for you, but inspiration, man, I take inspiration from so many different things out there. And I believe um, in this world of always on media and oftentimes negative that we need to share these inspirational stories about our own personal personal growth and development to show others one what's possible and two how we're doing it because uh, success leaves breadcrumbs so this is my fifth podcast talking about 75 hard in the live hard program in Jordan you're now the second of my friends to come on a show to talk about 75 hard. So let this be a breadcrumb that when people come on the show and talk about their personal development and mindset and how 75 hard helped them, I'm not just preaching this just because these are real results that have changed my life and have changed Jordan's life. So Jordan, uh, do you want to say something to someone listening right now? Just be candid, anything that you want to give to them. Yeah. Uh, like it's free. There's no sales pitch. It's nothing. It's literally, you can look it up. It's just a printed sheet. It's do you have the discipline? 
And that's all it comes down to. And are you willing to just go, you know, one task at a time, one day at a time and do the 75 days? I, I think that, um, you know, people start going like, what's the catch? There is no catch. Just it's a sheet of paper, literally can print it off at home or write it out and make a checklist and go through and, and start to do it. Um, you know, and if it, and if, or create your own, if you sub other six challenges you want to do that you think would be great, like go with that. I, I just think having that growth mindset and then actually having those growth actions and behind the mindset, um, really can, you know, turn you from mediocre to world-class in in a short amount of time. I love it. Jordan, once again, I'm really proud of you because I loved seeing that post that said day 75 of 75. And then I also enjoyed the post of you eating a cheeseburger with this smirk on your face because I knew the look because it, it's almost like a relationship you have with this piece of food after it's a way of celebrating in the most um, joyous way possible. Hey, it's gluttony, baby. It was fun. I got a burger and a beer and some fries. Um, yeah, that was fun. And then, but then it was back to the grind, you know, like today I'm tracking water, doing stuff, got my work, one workout in this morning already. So it's, you got to reward yourself too and give yourself permission to reward yourself in this. Cause I kind of felt guilty having the burger, which was really weird. And then I was like, no, okay, I did something and hamburgers are delicious. And then it was cool. <laughs> But that's what growth is. You've rewired the narrative to yourself where previously it may have been, wow, I had three burgers this week. And now you're at least being intentional about what's going in your body. And you are aware enough to say, well, one, should I eat this? Two, I'm allowed to eat this. Three, I'm back on this grind. So it is okay. So you've created this system of your thought process to allow yourself to live the lifestyle that you want to live. Yeah. And uh, you said something that's really important there. It's just being intentional with everything. If you're going to watch TV, like be intentional with it, turn it on, watch it, um, watch the show that you like, you know, it's the, it's being pulled in a million directions by a million different stimulus and different food and just doing things kind of on autopilot that I think leads to a lot of issues, at least for myself. So recognizing like, Hey, where was I on autopilot last week? And where was I intentional? Um, and if I am on autopilot, is that good? And is that stuff that I've set up to make my life easier and better? Or what is that stuff that I need to address, um, you know, in the kitchen, on TV, wherever it may be. Jordan, always enjoy jamming with you. Where can everybody connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on all platforms, um, just at Jordan Shelton. You can also look up my company, Cave Social. Um, and then I also host the Mind Your Marketing podcast. So if you are looking to hear from marketing leaders, head over, check out that podcast. That's probably the easiest after listening to this. And as always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. Have you considered, would you consider doing 75 hard? And if so, what can Jordan and myself do to support you with this? Because it is a journey that will unquestionably change your life forever. As always, you can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. Would love to jam with you. Also hit us up at Bacon Sports. I'm so glad to